Church family and ministry friends, I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. I'm so happy that you're here today, and I believe that God has a word for you that will strengthen your faith, and that word will empower you to do all that He has called you to do. Today, let's honor the Lord and bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God. I have a scripture for you today from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. It says, Honor the Lord with your possessions, and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. When you honor God with the provision that He brings into your life, and you honor Him first, when you bring the tithe in first, then God releases His abundant blessings upon your life that carry you into a place of overflow. This is a place defined in Scripture where your barns are filled with plenty. What are your barns? Well, this is the same Scripture that is or actually the same word for barns that's used in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8, where it talks about your barns being filled. Wow, those are your storehouses as revealed there in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8. And God wants you to have financial depth. He wants you to have reserves. There are quite a few Christians where they spend almost all of the money that comes that, that comes in, and they have no storehouses. Now, I know that it could be because that they're spending the majority of it because that's how much it takes to pay bills or to pay debts and things like that. But God wants to get you into a place where you're actually in an overflow and out of that overflow, you're, you're also putting money towards savings, and you have barns, because the average American is only one month away from complete financial failure. In other words, the average American has a savings that could last them for one month, about 30 days, and then after that, they would be in real trouble. But God wants you to have great financial depth, so that you have great reserve so that whatever would come, you are never, ever shaken. Praise God. And God's going to set you up for that. God's going to strengthen you. God is going to bless you. Your barns are going to be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. The overflow, the financial oil, the provision of God overflowing. See, God promised Abraham he said, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. And it's the overflow that allows you to have all of your needs met, and then to extend and reach outward into the lives of others, into the work of God, and be that great blessing that you so desire to be. And it all flows from that place of honoring God. Look, my friends, when you put God first, with your finances. And when you honor the Lord with your tithe and bring the tithe into the storehouse of God, then you position yourself for verse 10, your barns being filled with plenty and your vats overflowing with new wine. It's time for fullness. It's time for the overflow. It's time for you to have reserves and extra always. How about that? Always on hand. That's God's plan for your life. Praise God. Step into it. Claim it by faith and honor the Lord with all that He brings into your life. Bring the tithe in quickly. Put God first. Don't pay all the other bills. And then if there's a little left over, God, I guess I'll try to get something to you. No, put the Lord first by faith, and you'll see that God will begin to bless you, and you will begin to merge into the promises of God becoming reality in your life. That's God's plan. Abundance and overflow great financial depth. Praise the Lord. Now, let's obey the Scriptures, and let's bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God. If you would like to mail them in, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code here is 28654. If you prefer to bring your offerings in online, which is very convenient and very safe and, and very secure, you can do so at any time. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage that will refer you to the tithes and offerings. You can click on that button, and it will bring it right into the ministry storehouse. 
Also, at our ministry website, we have a header that's called Projects. And if you would like to sow an extra seed towards any one of those two projects that we're focusing on, it will be a real blessing. We are believing God to be able to put a beautiful fence entirely around the ministry property, and that's called the Fence Project. And we're also endeavoring to purchase a ministry hangar for the future ministry aircraft. It's like a horse. If you're going to buy a horse, you have to have a place to put the horse. And when you're going to have an aircraft, you can't just park it in your driveway or, you know, out here in the parking lot of the church. <laughs> we have to have a hangar for it. Praise God. So we are moving that direction. And so we have those two projects. Thank you for sowing into those as well as the ministry is moving forward on all fronts, strong in the power of the Spirit. Thank you so much for your faithfulness to the Lord. Watch how God will honor you as you honor Him and put Him first. God will lift you up, and these scriptures will be reality in your life of your barns being filled with plenty, great reserves in your savings and in your checking accounts, and your vats overflowing with new wine. You'll always have the joy of the Lord. You'll always have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You'll never have any type of spiritual dryness. You are blessed to be a blessing, and you are empowered to give, and you are living life to the fullest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people that as they're honoring you now with the tithes and offerings, I thank you, Father, for their barns being filled with plenty Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for great reserves and for depth in their financial savings. And Father, we just thank you for all bills paid always, all debts completely paid off and removed out of the lives of your people. And we thank you, Father God, for the fresh oil, the overflow, the abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all agree around the world today and say amen. Woo! Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's take our Bibles, and let's go today to the book of 1 Kings, chapter 18. 1 Kings, chapter 18. And we want to talk today about something very, very important. Maybe there's some of you that, that are watching today, and maybe spiritually you feel a little bit weary, a little bit fatigued, and you can have those experiences at times where you have been pushing, you have been endeavoring to do all that God has called you to do. But yet sometimes maybe you feel a little bit fatigued and you just think, you know, Pastor Stephen, I've pushed all I can push. I can, I've done all I can do. But I want to encourage you today to make one more push because I believe that this next push is the one that's going to break you into the realm of glory, the realm of blessing, the realm of anointing that God sees you standing in by faith. You're going to get there, praise God. And I believe there's another level of strength in you that you're going to tap into by the Spirit of God, and you're going to push, and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to hit the glory zone, praise God, on this final push. I would call it the seventh push. We see this in 1 Kings chapter 18. Let's drop down to verse 41, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we examine your word now, as we study it, that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures, that the light would be turned on within the eyes of our understanding, and that we can take the strength of your word, apply it to our lives, and make one more push. Now, Father, we thank you that we are going through. In the name of Jesus, we all agree and say, Amen. Now, 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 41 then Elijah said to Ahab go up eat and drink for there is the sound of abundance of rain now it has not rained for three and a half years and Elijah had closed up the heavens because of his prophetic dec decree and there was nobody else who had the strength or the anointing to unlock that and it didn't matter if they had an airplane and they'd started doing cloud seedings nothing's going to work it's locked up because he has spoken the word of the Lord but now but now that same prophet unlocks it and says go up eat and drink for there is the sound of abundance of rain now just because there's the sound doesn't mean yet that you have the manifestation but you are going in the right direction many times in your Christian journey, God will give you what I call prophetic signpost. 
these indicators, these witnesses of the Spirit, where you get these little heavenly notes, little reminders as you go through in life. They're almost like prophetic riddles. And God allows you to see something, and it encourages you. It, it will bring that strength into your heart just at the right time, just at the right moment, and you'll say, I know God is with me. I know the, that I am getting the sound of rain. And if I'm getting the sound, if I'm getting these directions, I'm going to go into the abundance. Now, verse 42. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time. Well, honestly, I wish many things would come to pass the first time. Lord, we gave it a good push. Lord, did you see how much effort we put into that? Lord, we really sacrificed. And yes, God does see that. And God observes everything and observes our heart and our effort. But my friend, sometimes it's still the results we're looking for. They're not yet there after the first push. And sometimes we have to come back and give it another go. And the second time we really lean into it and we say, Lord, now this time we're really going to make a stronger effort. And perhaps it is a stronger effort. But still, after the second round, still the things have not yet changed. Sometimes in moments like this, it is not unusual for quite a few Christians to say, well, maybe it wasn't God's will for it to rain after all. Maybe that sound was maybe just, you know, I don't know, maybe somebody rustling papers in the background. I don't really know what it was. And, and then they walked down from the top of the mountain a little bit discouraged, and then they lived their life out. And be careful, because you have this enemy. It's one of the greatest enemies you'll ever encounter in your Christian journey. And it's called, it's the enemy that's called average. And if you don't keep pushing, you're going to end up living a life that's average, that's mediocre, that's almost, it's just like a mold, a cookie cutter mold that you just get put into of being another statistic. God created you as an original. God created you with a unique destiny and plan, and you must achieve the goal, the intent that God has planted into you through the spiritual DNA that was birthed into you through the salvation regeneration experience. In other words, when you became born again, my friends, you must unlock that. You must tap into that and don't be surprised if the fullness of that is not unleashed after two really good pushes, maybe three, maybe four. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dare I say seven, but you have to understand that in that, although it was answered after literally the seventh prayer or the seventh push, the number seven also represents divine perfection. And although we like the number seven and God actually moved on that seventh endeavor, it also has a meaning that Seven, in a sense, is that perfection that God is looking for. And it could very well be that you may have to pray 10 times, 14 times. In other words, seven, while it's a literal number and God moved on that literal seventh attempt, it also can be prophetic in nature because seven represents perfection, where maybe your perfection is on number 22. Pastor Stephen, I did a seven day fast and I pushed, and yet, Although I, I knew that there was momentum and something was happening, I, I completed it after seven days, and um, nothing's really come out of it from then. Well, let me say this. There are some things that a 21-day fast can accomplish that a seven-day fast, although it's genuine and sincere and as well intended as it can be, it, it cannot have the same impact. We know that from the life of Daniel when he consecrated himself and pushed back the plate of de delicate meat and, uh, and savory meals and uh, you know all of, all of his favorite little things, the ice cream at night or whatever it was, and he pushed it away for 21 days. And then the revelation that he so desperately sought was revealed to him from an angel from heaven. Well, 
He didn't get it on the seventh day. He got it on the 21st day. So remember, while we're talking about the seventh push, it could be a different number for you because that number represents perfection. Mm. But you're going to hit that moment of perfection. But the main thing is, is that the quickening that I got from the Holy Spirit concerning this message today is that you need to push just one more time. And I believe on this one, because some of you, you're thinking, Pastor Stephen, I haven't only pushed seven times, I've pushed seven times 70. <laughs> I mean, I'm out there on the 490th attempt, <laughs> which again, is a, that was a symbolic number when Jesus was referring to forgiving those who have sinned against us. Well, on number 491, I'm going to really let that revenge fly. No, that's not what he's saying. 490, again, 70 times 7 is a prophetic number indicating just forgive it all. Just let it go. And uh, just keep on forgiving. And we, we really have to do that. Praise God. But my friends, some of you, you've pushed so hard. And maybe you're a little bit discouraged. And you're thinking, Pastor Stephen, when will I see the breakthrough? Surely, I thought by now, I would have held it in my hand. I would have seen it in my life. I would have had the answer to my prayers. What I'm getting from the Holy Spirit is that you're now in the seventh push. And if you just push one more time. I believe that you're going to go through. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe there's something in your life that it's not there, and you really want it to be there. And you've pushed, but it's not yet, yet, yet there. What do you need to do? You need to keep on pushing again. Push, push, push. Maybe there's something perhaps that's not in your life. Perhaps there's something that is in your life. And actually the thing that is in your life, you don't want it there. Maybe it's an anger problem. Maybe it's, uh, maybe you're addicted to nicotine. Maybe you have another type of addiction and this is in your life. And you're like, Pastor Stephen, I've tried to get rid of it. I've thrown it away before five times, six times. I believe if you make one more push, if you push one more time with all of your heart, that thing will leave your life permanently. Praise God. See, when you break through, it's different. It's like riding a bicycle. Once you have learned to ride a bicycle, there's something about muscle memory that even if you haven't gotten on a bike for five or six years, you get back on it, you still know how to ride that bicycle. Why? You broke through in that area. And all you have to do with the Lord is when you break through through the power of the Spirit, when you break through with the Lord, you just have to maintain that. Now, you probably don't want to take five or seven years off like maybe you would with a bicycle, but um, you want to maintain that victory. And if you do that, you'll stay in perpetual victory for the rest of your life. But until you break through, it has not yet rained. The release from heaven has not yet come. Then it came to pass the seventh time, verse 44, that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot, and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. He actually outran the king's chariot, pulled by the fastest horses. Praise God. My friends, God will anoint you to make up for any lost time. God will anoint you to walk in the power of the Spirit, but you must look for the rain. You must break through and even if you've already prayed multiple times, the Lord by His Spirit is saying today, push one more time with all of your might and with all of your strength, and this time you're going to go through. This time the thing that you want to leave is going to be gone. This time the thing that you're wanting to pull in is going to come in. Hallelujah. But you need to push one more time time. Praise God. I feel faith rising in many of you right now because you're like, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make one more push. But my friends, make it a, make it a push where you push with all of your strength. Visualize yourself as Samson between the two pillars, and you're going to push with everything you have, and you're going to have a victory unlike any victory you've ever had before. Praise God. Let's go now to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. Let's go to verse 11. 
verse 11 is a very famous scripture. I'm sure that some of you could even quote this beautiful verse by heart, but there's a few verses down below it that we need to examine in the context of what God is trying to convey here. Praise God. Get ready. Get ready for the seventh push. This week, you're going to make your seventh push, and I prophesy that this will be the final push, and that on this one, you're going to go through. Praise the Lord. Now, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And let, let me say this before I read the verse. This is what I'm getting in my spirit. Some of you, there's just a few of you, you're thinking, Pastor Stephen, we'll be in a new year in a few more weeks. I'll make my push in the new year. That's a mistake. The, uh, the Holy Spirit wants you to push now. And so whenever you're watching this message, whether it's latter of the year, middle of the year, or whatever part, the thing is, is that when you hear the anointed word, you take the word right now, and you realize, I must act upon this word now. Praise the Lord. And as you act upon the word now, knowing that the anointed word is a timely word, that's when you're going to get the results that you're looking for. In other words, you need to move on this word now. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. What a beautiful thing that the Lord would say. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God's got a tailor-made plan for you. Just like uh, they have these boutique shops, like, like in Hong Kong, or, uh, you know, in certain areas of London, and the, these, these garment areas. When I go to India, there's a certain uh, South Indian, Chennai, there's a certain garment area, and they, they can tailor make for you a, a suit or type of clothing that is just custom designed for you. God has a custom designed tailor plan just cut for your life, made specifically to fit you, praise God. And it's really, really good. Verse 12, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Uh, Pastor Stephen, I don't really think God's paying much attention to my prayers. Don't ever pray by feelings, okay, because your feelings can really fake you out. Pray by faith, even if there are no feelings. Pray by faith and say, God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, your son, and I believe you hear my prayers. Woo, hallelujah, because he does. But you need to believe that he does. Now, verse 13, and you will seek me and find me. When? When will you find him? When you search for me with all your heart. Pastor Stephen, I've tried that. It didn't work. No, though the scriptures are true. I think the area where some people have made a good push, but they didn't see the results that they were desired was because of that area that describes all of your heart. It's like the sporting event with the athlete out on the field that knows he has more in there, but, you know, maybe just doesn't really want to engage, you know, maybe doesn't want to take another hit, maybe doesn't want to exert any more effort. After all, he thinks, what's the use? I've given it my best shot. But my friends, you must, you must not leave all of that talent, all of that stuff untapped. You really need to put it all on the field, pour your heart out. And then when it's over, having done all, you will see the results that you want. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You need to be willing to empty your heart and really pray until you get to the very bottom, the foundation layer. You know, when gold miners are looking for gold, they have to get to the bedrock. Why? Because gold is very heavy, and gold is going to work its way through the soil, even through loose rocks, and it's going to work its way down to an area where it cannot go down any further, and that would be upon the bedrock. So what they have to do, the gold miners, the prospectors, they have to remove all the topsoil, filter through all of that and get all the way down to those uh, cracks and crevices that are on the foundation bedrock level because that's where the real gold is at. You may find a rare nugget on top, but that is 
the exception to the rule. That's that's rare. All of the good stuff, the heavy, the heavy deposits are going to be down lower on the bedrock, and that's where you have got to get to. You have to search for him with all of your heart, not just a little bit of your heart all of your heart you really have to be willing to make that strong strong push praise God praise God <laughs> Woo! thank you Lord hallelujah you know the the emphasis for this can be inspired by God in these times where you know if everything were perfect in your life maybe you wouldn't make that push maybe the fact that there is some discomfort Maybe the fact that there is some strong dissatisfaction. Maybe there is uh, circumstances in your life that, you know what, you're just thinking, I am not going to tolerate the way this is anymore. And if everything was perfect, maybe you wouldn't make a push like that. But it hasn't rained in three and a half years, and the man of God said, we're going to have to put the brakes on this. This has to end now. And we're going to pray now, and it's going to rain. And on the seventh push, the prayer was answered. My friends, one more time, rise up and push. Go before the Lord with all of your might, all of your strength, hallelujah. And God is going to break through for you. When you search for Him with all of your heart, that's when you discover the Lord is there. Now, He has been there all the time, but the deeper encounter the deeper relation is something often that you have to break through, that you have to get into. Praise God. And God looks at the effort. He sees that. He sees that effort to draw near to Him. As it says in the book of James, chapter 4, draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. We must make the effort. We must make the move. Please do not settle for a life of complacency. I'm talking about Christian complacency. I know you're saved. I know you're on your way to heaven. I know you're born again. I, I know that you love the Lord, but don't settle below for what God has called you to experience and to live in. Hallelujah. Refuse to live a complacent, mediocre Christian life. And I have to be honest, there's a lot of that. There's a plethora of that in Christianity today in the American church where so many Americans are just satisfied to live with status quo Christianity. And every decade, it, the, the spiritual quality of it goes lower and lower and lower. And you have to be willing to say, this is not what God has called me to just, you know, th this is the apex of my life. This is not what I'm called to, what I'm in right now. You have to realize there's more, and you have to contend for that and make the push to get into it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And as you make that push, as you make that move towards God, that's when God begins to make that move towards you. As you move, heaven begins to move as well. But God's waiting for you to make that move. God's waiting for you to make that push. You have to really want it, and you have to really want God. You have to seek Him with all of your heart, and when you do, you will find Him. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord forever. Isaiah chapter 64. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is encouraging you right now to make that one more bold push with everything you've got. Pastor Stephen, I've tried. I know you have, but you need to make that one more push, and you're going to break through. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you all of the praise. Now, Isaiah 64, let's drop down to verse 7. There is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. Wow. Now, the stirring up to take hold of God, in the Hebrew, the word to stir is a word that is used to reference a person who is asleep, who is in a very drowsy state. But yet they stir themselves to pull out of that sleep, to pull out of that lethargy, and to rise up and come into a place of complete wakefulness. Woo! Hallelujah! And that, my friends, is what you have to do by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can give you that nudge. The Holy Spirit can even give a grace and an anointing. But you must, 
you must cooperate with the Holy Spirit and you must say, I will go now. Mm. Woo, praise the Lord. You know, many start well and many have good intentions and maybe they'll go for two or three weeks really pursuing God, really pursuing, you know, a good exercise plan, really pursuing, you know, a certain course or, you know, trajectory that God has them on. But after a few weeks, they just begin to ease off. And before you know it, maybe a couple of months later, they're right back to where they originally were. But God wants you to stay on it and to push all the way until you break through and that an anointing will be there for you to continue until that breakthrough moment comes. So you push with a sustained great effort until you hit that breakthrough moment because it is coming. You have to stir yourself up to take hold of God. Stir yourself up to take hold of God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm not really seeing others do that. But maybe others have settled for mediocrity. And maybe it just could be that they have never seen somebody else break through. So you're going to be, you're going to have to be the one where you stir yourself up and you break through and then you become the inspiration for others around you that, that say, well, if God did it for them, God can do it for me. Now I have a clear example. Now I have someone who's displayed it, not just talked about it, but who's actually demonstrated it. And you can be that person who pushes through. And as you push through, Others can ride on that anointing of faith that you have pioneered and blazed the trail with. Praise God. There is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. But my friends, you're going to be that one who stirs himself up, and you're going to take hold of God, and you're going to see that God will break through and show himself mighty in your life. Don't doubt it. Believe it. And watch what God will do. He'll do abundantly above and beyond that which you could dare ask, imagine, or think. According to the power that works in you. That is the spirit of faith working in you. But this is activated out of a deep walk with God and a push. A desire to push and not settle down. There is an element of a pioneer spirit that's involved here. And those who've broken through and have done great things usually had to do something out of the ordinary. But I believe that God has called you not to be ordinary, but to be extraordinary in him. Woo. So you're going to have to make that push. If you want to see the results that God has foreshown you, if you want to step into that place where you've had those prophetic glimpses, you're going to have to make the seventh push. Praise God. This is fascinating in the life of Jesus as well. Let's go to the gospel of Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Are you ready to make that push? It's a prayer push. Mm. It's a seeking the face of God push. It's a faith push. Believing with all of your heart that this time you're going through and that you will not be denied. By the way, God's not holding it back. The enemy of your soul, the world system and all of its sin and all of its distractions would try to keep you in a place where you are never empowered, would try to keep you in a place where you're tied down with worldly cares. But my friends, you're breaking through into the realm where you belong. You're breaking through into the place of Christ-like power. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be deceived. Don't put it off. See, your, your flesh would suggest to you, and the soulish mind would suggest to you, oh, that's a good message to make the push. That's a good message to pray the seventh time. But you know what? We'll start that in a few weeks. We'll start that at a convenient time. But what's going on is that your flesh wants to be king over your life. And it wants to usurp the authority of your spirit, which has been born again and is recreated in the image and nature of God. But your flesh doesn't want to pray. Your flesh and your soulish mind will think, hey, you know what? We've got a 4K television. 
and we have Netflix and that new movie is now on there. We haven't watched it yet or that entire, you know, series. We need to go watch that. And not only that, now Disney has come out with, you know, their new network, their new channel. It's got all of the, you know, various movies, all of their content. We can go over there and watch that. And you have all of these things, all of these things that will uh, compete for your attention, sports, recreation, vast forms of entertainment unlike anything the people of God have ever witnessed ever within the history of the world wow what an opportunity to be normal what what a comforting path to stay mediocre we've never had such opportunity in the history of the world to be so mediocre just to sit back and relax and enjoy, you know, all of this entertainment and all of this stuff. And you can do that. But if you're doing that, you're not pushing. You're not pushing. Mm, praise God. Pastor Stephen, do you have a television? Yes, I do. And it is a 4K TV. But you know what? When it's time to push, the TV's not on. Hallelujah. When it's time to push, you must give God your attention. Because you can't push with all of your heart while you're sitting there thinking, well, I'll, I'll just pray in tongues while I watch TV. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's not going to generate the power anointing that you're looking for to break through. Mm, mm. And God's not going to try to compete with all of that. You're going to have to make up your mind. If you really want it, you're going to have to let, uh, let some other things fall to the wayside, and you're going to have to really go after God with all of your heart. But if you do, you'll break through. You'll break through. I, I, I once had a friend tell me this he, he was older than me and he was I would call him an aspiring prophet he had an anointing and there's some times where he could really hear from God pastor Stephen who is he does he have an international ministry no no you've you've never heard of him and perhaps sadly you never will I remember I'll never forget the time he said he said now brother Stephen he said every month of March is the you know NCAA men's collegiate national basketball championship now he said in the month of March I completely shut down he said I don't do anything except watch what is called in, in America March Madness that's college basketball and I don't really connect with that but for him that was his big that was his big thing you know that that was his you know that how could I say his Achilles heel and he said I I shut everything down for for uh for basketball in the month of March I, I looked at him I said look if God wants to visit you and wants to give anointing and revelation to you trust me it'll be in the month of March oh no no I've, I've, I've even told the Lord I said I've, I said Lord not in the month of March <laughs> that's that's when I have to watch the basketball and he uh he would just engulfed himself in just all day all day long basketball and uh you know and really kind of like dive into it you know order the Domino's pizza and one time he actually ordered from Domino's so many of the hot wings you know the chicken wings that he ordered so many hot wings and he ate so many hot wings while you know consuming this and watching basketball consuming basketball and consuming hot wings that his wife had to rush him to the emergency room because he ate so many hot wings it almost burned a hole through his stomach lining true story true story prophetic potential yes yes push through into the next level no no nope mm -mm. praise the lord now, I'm not saying what's holding you back is sports, and I'm not saying what's holding you back is hot wings. But my friends, watch out for the enemy called average that would say, hey, you can take it easy and still be great. No, you can't. You can take it easy and still reach the top. No, you absolutely cannot. The anointing is costly. The anointing oil is one of the most sacred things revealed in Scripture. And if you want that anointing, you will have to pay a price. And if somebody has told you there's another way to get it, they have misled you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Luke chapter 22. Luke 22, verse 44. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And being in agony, he prayed more 
earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. What is this? This is the big push. This is the final push. Woo, hallelujah. Mm, thank God he pushed in the garden for you and me. Thank you, Jesus. But see, notice it says, being in agony. Oh, a lot of Christians will stop right there. And being in agony, he called it quits. That's enough. They're not worth it. That's enough. And if it costs more than that, I'm tapping out right now. No, he did not do that. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Mm. Pastor Stephen, what is the seventh push? Which is often the final push before you break through. What is the seventh push? I like how one translation actually translates this verse, and being in agony, he prayed harder. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. He actually went to another level. Well, Pastor Stephen, wasn't he praying with all he had before that? Yes. Yes. But as you really lean into it, you can work your way down to the bedrock of your soul, and, and then you just, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's something happens where you just, boom, you, you push the gas pedal all the way down and you floor it completely unhindered by your flesh, by the soulish mind. Those things are now placed in their proper order of spirit first, soul second, body third. And now that body and soul are in their rightful place, the spirit is in such dominance. You are praying from such a position of anointing and power that you go over into a realm of such strength in the anointing of the spirit that why you're, you're on the bedrock and that's where the gold is at. That's where the glory is at. And when you're there, you can push unlike any other realm, any other time you've ever been at before. Mm. It's a place of praying hard. Yes. It's the place of praying harder. I would say than you've ever prayed before. And by God's grace, you're going to discover your own garden of Gethsemane. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying that perhaps you're going to burst capillaries and blood is going to begin to come out of the pores. I'm not saying that, but I am saying there is a place where God can take you by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, where you can pray. And when you're in it, you just push it. Hallelujah. Because it took a lot of effort to get there. And since you're now in that moment, you have total access and you just go for it. Mm, 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 mm. And there's angels there to strengthen you. Absolutely. Yes. And you're praying the will of God. See, oftentimes you have to sort through that, which would be human will and you get to the bedrock where now you're praying God's will as a human. Woo! And we all can work through that. Nobody wants to go to a cross. Nobody wants to go to a cross, a place of, of death. Death to what? The self-life. But Jesus said, if you lose your life, note it's the emphasis being on your life. If you lose your life, you will gain his life. And the life of God surges in. And that is the place of John chapter 10, verse 10, where it is a life of Zoe. It's actually the word life, there's the word Zoe, and it means the God quality of life. You're going to find it, praise God. You're going to burst into it, hallelujah. My, my friends, you must pray. You must, you must push. Well, Pastor Stephen, the year's almost up. I guess, it's, I guess it doesn't even matter now. I'm just going to throw in the towel. No. God told me to come before you today and share with you that you need to make one more push. Woo, and God is with you. God is with you. Mm -mm. Now, I can't say that it's just one prayer, and you pray that one prayer maybe for 40 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour or whatever, and then when it's over, it's all done. But I am saying there's a place where you need to go into, where you really begin to seek Him, not with some of your heart, some of your effort, but with all of your heart. And when you do that, when you do that, you're going to go into the glory realm. Praise God. And the scriptures will come alive. And you'll truly say, not out of your mind, not out of intellectualism, not out of, you know, some kind of, well, this is what I was taught in Bible school or whatever. You'll say it out of your spirit. Truly, nothing is impossible with God, and this is coming to pass in my life. Take hold of God. 
Just like back in the old biblical days, there was a place there in the tabernacle system where you could go and plead for mercy and take hold of the horns of the altar. Grab hold of God. Stir yourself up. Take hold of God. Yes, Pastor Stephen, I'm inspired. I'm going to grab that remote control. No, 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 not the remote control. I'm not saying don't watch TV. But so many people, they're grabbing all kinds of other things. You're drinking from all of these other type of wells that never satisfy. Mm. That don't even pertain to the fullness of their destiny. Yet they drink, they drink, they drink, they drink. But my friends, you must stir yourself up in the midst of a world that just grabs, wants to grab your attention and say, come over here, do this, do that, do that, do this, do that. But if you do that, you're, you're going to still be empty. But my friends, grab hold of God. Mm -mm, mm -mm. See, I, I still get a little bit of it in my spirit. I hear some of you, I've tried. Pastor Steve, I've, I've it's not that I have, haven't tried, I have tried. Seventh push. It's now time. Some of you are like the, the oil man who drilled for oil and didn't hit the oil. And you gave it a good shot. You gave it a really good effort. But you know what? You go back to the planning room and you deliberate and you realize, you know what? We, di we did drill and we did go down quite deep. But you know what? We just didn't go deep enough. We're going to come back and we're going to go deeper. Hallelujah. And that's what you need to do. You need to come back and you need to drill down. You need to take a hold of God and say, God, I'm here. I'm here and I'm not letting go. Just like Jacob said, Oh God, oh Lord, I will not let go until you bless me. And he was blessed. Hallelujah. Name changed, new identity, new strength, new anointing. Praise the Lord. But you must really make that push. Seventh push. This is the big one. You're going through on this one. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people that they rise up, that they stir themselves up, regardless of perhaps what they may see of lethargy around them, that they will rise up and they will take responsibility of their destiny. And they say, Lord, Lord, I'm taking hold of you. And I thank you, O God, that you're going to answer them in a great and a mighty way. I see that you are destined to make a big impact for the Lord. Praise God. Mm, 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 mm. Now rise up, stir yourself up. Stir yourself up to make the seventh push. Now, Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, let's take Holy Communion today. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Praise God. If you're watching today's program and you're intrigued by these, what we would call spiritual things, but yet you don't know Christ. My friends, true spirituality only can be realized through knowing Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And Jesus loves you. He loves you so much He died for you at Calvary so that He could pay the ransom for your sins so that your sins could be forgiven by putting your faith and trust in Him and your relationship between you and the Father can be made right. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you would like to pray this prayer out loud right now after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all of my dirty sins away. Cleanse me with your holy blood. Jesus, I accept you now as my Lord and Savior. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me now. Amen. And, a, and amen. And rejoice because the Lord has saved and has redeemed you. Praise God. Let's take communion. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread. We thank you for the juice. We consecrate it. This is now set apart as holy. This is the body and the blood of Christ. We look at it with our natural eyes. We still see a wafer. We still see grape juice. But Father, we thank you that this is under the camouflage of bread and juice. This is the body and the blood of our eternal Savior. Father, we receive His body. As we do, we receive His promises and the strength, the anointing, to make the seventh push. And we thank You that the heavens are going to open, the rain's going to come down, just like it did for Elijah. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the blood of Jesus washing all sin, shame away. 
We thank you, Father God, for healing. Also, there's a healing anointing available right now. Father, we thank you that it says in your word that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. So we claim it by faith and believe it. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke right now any type of sinus infection. If you have sinus infection in your nose or if it's also affecting your ears, put your hand right now on that part of your body and receive the healing anointing now in Jesus' name. Breathe in. Receive the anointing of Christ. Hallelujah. I curse that infection. I command it to leave in Jesus' name. I rebuke depression in the name of the Lord. I cause, I command all evil spirits of discouragement, depression, loose the people of God in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Somebody's watching from Germany right now, and you've been under such a dark cloud, and it's not because of the, of the weather. It's because of great discouragement and sorrow in your heart. I break that discouragement. There's a spirit behind it. I break that spirit of heaviness off of your life. Now in the name of Jesus, receive the joy of the Lord, receive the joy of the Lord. Stand up, begin to rejoice. You are free in the name of the Lord. And you, you can sense the joy of the Lord. Begin to praise God. He has set you free today. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to God. Jesus, we give you all of the praise. Thank you for your healing anointing. Now, Father, we give you praise. We receive now the blood of Jesus. Let's partake together. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to empty yourself before the Lord. I've seen people in sporting events in the stadium, in the stands, just empty themselves of all emotion, of all strength, screaming, yelling, hollering, supporting all for what? For nothing. For nothing. But yet, my friends, this pertains to your destiny. So empty yourself. Go before the Lord and pour into your prayer before the Lord, your strength and your effort. And stay there until the witness of the Spirit that that prayer time is complete and that it is satisfactory in the eyes of the Lord. And pour all that you've got into it. No distractions. No holding back. And you're going to see God move in your life. Thank you for watching today. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Go make that seventh push. Bye-bye.